Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Disc Golf Radio. I'm your host, Aiden. Today, without Sullivan in the booth, because Sully is out on the tour right now, which is awesome, and he is killing it right now. But today I'm by myself with an emergency episode to talk about an important release that just came out from the Disc Golf Pro Tour. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the Kansas City Wide Open, because that happened this past week, and my co-host absolutely killed it, Sullivan Tipton, coming in fourth place. Of course, Gannon Burr taking down the win. Uh, If you watch this event, it was so much fun to watch. Uh, I loved the course. I like woods golf. I tend to gravitate towards that so I just enjoyed the course as it was it was a great mix of wide open shots into tunnels and tunnels into wide open shots and lots of fun par fours and scorable par fives so I just I really enjoyed watching and one of the best parts about it for me was getting to watch a bunch of guys that I know just absolutely tear it up Uh, Joseph Anderson came in second what an incredible performance shooting 13 under the first round he said apparently uh, Sullivan thought that 13 down was the the best round that could happen, according to Brian Earhart. And uh, Joseph told him, no, there's no way that somebody shoots 13. Well, and then he went and did. So a uh, fantastic tournament from him. He finished in second, just two shots behind Gannon Burr, who is, uh, I believe, number two in the world right now, right behind Calvin Heimberg, uh, shooting 1081 the first round for Joey Buckets, what a fantastic round. Jake Hebenheimer also made an incredible push towards the end. If you were watching, 18 was absolutely electric because Jake missed the island on 18. It's a long par five. There's OB on the left. You have Woods on the right. And Jake threw an absolute bomb of a drive. He was only one behind Gannon at the time. Throws an absolute bomb, throws his second shot, and it had to have landed three feet short of the of the safe zone by the green because it just barely stayed it got caught in the thick grass in the out of bounds and unfortunately he took a bogey and joseph took a birdie there to jump up back into second place where he had been most of that day sullivan tipton my amazing co-host uh finished in fourth with a great tournament last round shooting nine under kevin Kiefer in fifth another good friend of mine shooting an incredible round the last round shot 10 under and uh shot let's see i think seven under the first round but a a fantastic tournament from him uh obviously not the strongest field is the weakest field i believe that we've had so far but still i enjoyed this tournament a lot it was super fun to watch i hope that the pro tour turns it into an elite series because i it, it did draw some people it's not like there was nobody there robert burridge uh, and Emerson Keith tied for sixth, Matty O in eighth, Evan Scott tied for eighth, Connor O'Reilly and Chris Clemens, Cole Riddallen, Ty Love, Micah Groth, uh, Chandler Kramer, Ben Calloway. There were a lot of people there. So it's it's not like there was nobody there and uh, these guys just took advantage of it. There were still good people pushing, but man, and when you look at the round ratings, it, it's clear that they would have played well, especially these top 10 would have really played well despite you know, even if there was a full Disc Golf Pro Tour Elite Series field there, they still would have placed very well. So uh, uh, props to them for that. That was a fantastic tournament and just so much fun to watch. Uh, I would definitely go watch that coverage. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be because it's not on Jomez, but it, it's going to be really fun to watch. So to the important news, uh, which is kind of why I'm doing this episode right now, Disc Golf Pro Tour just announced a huge huge update in their schedule so uh disc golf pro tour released a statement just now uh, actually just about a couple of hours ago today 
uh, and it's titled Disc Golf Pro Tour Adjusts Schedule and Media Plans to Protect Competitive Fairness in the FPO Division. So as you know, because Natalie Ryan has been a part of Disc Golf for a while now, and uh, there's the this ongoing debate now in the the PDGA had ruled earlier that Natalie Ryan was not allowed to play at elite or silver events, uh, and uh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour adapted that same policy. Natalie Ryan has been taking the Pro Tour to court over it for the past few events and gotten into a few events. The Disc Golf Pro Tour is losing money uh, fighting this court battle, and at the same time, uh, apparently it's even threatening the uh, the future of the FPO division because the Disc Golf Pro Tour is spending so much money on this. So there's been a lot of debate going on. I've been listening to podcasts of people talking about what they think will happen with the FPO division. I really don't know what's going to happen. I can't picture the FPO division just disappearing. I don't think that that's something that's realistic uh, in the near future, unless something drastic happens, like the Disc Golf Pro Tour just completely runs out of money. I, I guess that they could do that as a last-ditch effort. I think the ramifications are worse than uh, than just getting rid of the uh the actual fpo division itself i don't think that that's the solution but we'll see we'll see what they come up with but i want to get into this article a little bit there's some really interesting stuff so one of the things that i've heard people speculate about is will the disc golf pro tour simply avoid the uh the areas that it is allowed for transgender athletes to play in the fpo division will they just avoid those states altogether and uh, apparently now that's exactly what's happened. And uh, so they released this today. I'm just going to read a little bit of this so we kind of get a feel for it if you haven't heard about this yet. Um, it says at the top, the FPO division is now being relocated for several events. Disc Golf Pro Tour has adjusted its competition schedule and media plan for the remainder of the 2023 season. These adjustments have been made in order to protect competitive fairness in the FPO division and to limit financial burden in locations where the PDGA policy on eligibility for gender-based divisions may become the subject of last-minute litigation harmful to the tour, which is exactly what's happened at a few events now. Natalie Ryan has filed uh, at the 11th hour lawsuits against the Disc Golf Pro Tour in order to allow Ryan to play in some of these events. Uh, it says the Disc Golf Pro Tour is taking this action to ensure competitive fairness while working hard to maintain the operational uh, viability of the FPO division. These adjustments listed below include relocating the FPO division at multiple Disc Golf Pro Tour events. While the FPO division has been canceled in certain states, the Disc Golf Pro Tour is working to replace these FPO competitions with events in nearby states, as well as considering other options. These replacement events will award the same point value at the, as the now-canceled tournaments. Scheduling efforts are still underway, but the Disc Golf Pro Tour is optimistic about implementing and these replacement competitions for the FPO division. So what it sounds like so far is that they're going to completely move these events out of state while leaving the MPO division uh, in whatever state the original event is so this could be huge and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to scroll down here there's some quotes from jeff spring about um not wavering on the pdga gender eligibility policy as they've adopted for the fpo division which they adopted yeah the the disc golf pro tour adopted the pdga policy not too long ago which came out at the beginning of this year and then kind of was the start of this whole legal battle regarding transgenders playing in disc golf uh these are not mutually exclusive concepts uh, he says about um, being respectful and supporting people uh, for the, and you can also support 
fairness for the FPO decision at the same time. That's what he's saying. It's not mutually exclusive. So it's trying to trying to kind of ride the fence of, uh, you know, being respectful to all of those around, but at the same time protecting fairness in the FPO division. Um, it says, as fans of, of the FPO division are aware, this season's Disc Golf Pro Tour's eligibility rules for the female professional open division have twice been challenged at the last minute in states with the expansive public accommodations laws. Both legal challenges were filed just days before the tournament was to occur. On both occasions, trial judges relied on the state's public accommodations law to enter emergency injunctions without the Disc Golf Pro Tour being allowed to submit evidence regarding the need for Disc Golf Pro Tour eligibility rules to protect competitive fairness in the FPO division. Thus, the Disc Golf Pro Tour is working to avoid further disruptions due to last-minute legal challenges that do not provide the Disc Golf Pro Tour a full and fair opportunity to defend its eligibility rules. These adjustments also represent a necessary step to limit financial liabilities detrimental to the long-term sustainability of the division and the tour as a whole. Uh, I think one thing that's super important to note about that is, of course, there's a struggle financially because court is expensive, but uh, also... The Disc Golf Pro Tour pours a lot of money into FPO, and I don't I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing at all, but the FPO side is not going to bring in as much money as the MPO side is. We see the, the same thing in the NBA and the WNBA. It's not necessarily a bad thing that people are pouring extra funds into the WNBA, or in this case, the, the FPO. But I, I think Disc Golf does a much better job of representing their the female side of Disc Golf than most other sports do. But uh, it's really important to note that they are putting a lot of money into it, having this, a lot of events having the same purses for the FPO and the MPO side. So it's, it's really important to note how much money they're already putting into the FPO side of things. Uh, that's probably playing a lot into this decision. It's just, it's expensive to be able to fight legal battles and pour money into a division at the same time. And it's different in golf. You have sponsors who are putting up millions of dollars for uh, prize money for uh, advertising, so just to host events, things like that. And you just don't have that yet in disc golf. You're working with a very, very small fractions of the amount of money we see in golf. So uh, I think it's going to be a while before it's easy for the disc golf pro tour or the PDGA to fight legal battles like this. But uh, we'll see. I'm going to keep reading. Um, so Jeff Spring, the CEO of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, continued and said, Our company is in its fourth season operating the D- Disc Golf Pro Tour. As a relatively new professional sport, we have limited resources in which we must use wisely in order to support an FPO division that has been publicly voicing their strong support for and the, necess- the necessity of this policy. I almost said necessity. We are confident that the Disc Golf Pro Tour's eligibility rules will ultimately be upheld. However, we cannot continue to endure last-minute challenges that drain the resources the Disc Golf Pro Tour needs to expand the game and grow elite competitive opportunities for our athletes. So pretty much, I, I think what he's saying here is the most imp- I mean, like, if you're if you're going to fight for competitive fairness, that's great, but like, we're going to have to make this decision to be able to make that happen for you. So I... Hopefully, he's trying to mitigate any negative response from the FPO division saying, well, we don't want you to move our events. We just want you to fix the problem. Uh, and he's kind of saying, like, if you want us to keep supporting you, this is our only option at this point, which, I mean, makes sense. It's it's really, really tough to fight without money. So uh, uh, let's see. He talks about Minnesota. The Minnesota lawsuit is ongoing, and we plan to appeal the TRO decision and defend the policy before the court. 
Minnesota statutes allow for a sports exemption exception to their public accommodation law. And if we prevail in Minnesota, as we expect to, we will look again to schedule the FPO division in these states in the future. So uh, if you might know, um, Natalie Ryan played in the preserve, I believe finished 18th at the preserve um, because of a last minute lawsuit, which I be- that's the one in Minnesota, if I'm correct. I, I may be wrong. But, uh, and it was a really fun event to watch. People seem to love the course. I talked to Sullivan about it after he got back from, from playing the preserve. And he said, they love the course. People love the area up there. It's absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you've been to Minnesota. It's amazing. It's so pretty. And, uh, I, I'm sure that they would love to keep the event there. The preserve is always a, a big event every year. So, uh, I know they're going to be disappointed if they can't do that. And that's why it's such a big deal that they're trying to find, alternates for these locations so here's a current list okay this is what i wanted to get to a current list of adjustments to the disc golf pro tour schedule and media plan appears below any future updates will be announced at a later date mid-america open july 28th no changes Discraft's ledgestone open oh whoa this is huge this is an elite plus event ledgestone one of the first elite plus events no i guess it's not one of the first but one of one of just a few Elite Plus events this year on August 3rd through the 6th. The FPO division at Discraft's Ledgestone Open in Peoria, Illinois has been canceled. This FPO event or a separate FPO only Disc Golf Pro Tour Elite Plus event with a different name is likely to be rescheduled in a nearby state for the same week. That is huge. This is, this is completely unprecedented, so I'm mind blown that this is actually happening, that Ledgestone for the FPO side has been canceled. The Disc Golf Pro Tour intends to provide a standard live and post-pro coverage if the event is rescheduled elsewhere and is optimistic about implementing a replacement. That's going to be huge because as I I was listening to the Griplocked podcast not too long ago and they talked about how one of the most important things about having the MPO and the FPO side at the same course is... uh, the production quality because they're using the same resources, the same same people on the cameras. They've already got all the equipment there. They don't have to have two separate camera crews, which I don't think the Disc Golf Pro Tour could afford to do right now. Anyways, that doesn't seem like a very smart business move. But uh, it, it's super important to have that production quality. And now they're going to have to figure out some solution to be able to have a separate camera crew, separate production, uh, possibly even separate commentary if they're going to do that. Uh, at the location of this new tournament, wherever that will be. Uh, it's going to be huge for whatever, whatever course gets this tournament because it's an Elite Plus event. This is such a huge deal for... It's it's a bummer for Peoria, but it's going to be huge for whichever course picks up this Elite Plus event, which it, this is crazy to me. Uh, okay, next is Open at Idlewild, 11th through 13th of August. That's an Elite event. That's going to stay the same. All right, D-Globe, Discraft's Great Lakes Open, August 17th through the 20th. The FPO division at Discraft's Great Lakes Open in Milford, Michigan has been canceled. This FPO event or a separate FPO-only Disc Golf Pro Tour playoff event with a different name is likely to be rescheduled in a nearby state for the same week. They intend to provide standard live. Okay, same thing as it said before. Standard live and post-production coverage if the event is rescheduled and is optimistic. Uh, Okay, Wow. Okay, so so far, Ledgestone and Declo completely canceled for the FPO side and will be rescheduled elsewhere. American Flying Discs Open, that's a silver event. Uh, FPO will no longer be 
uh, a part of the Disc Golf Pro Tour event, nor will it award Disc Golf Pro Tour avoid, Pro Tour points. Uh, MPO is pre- planning to proceed as normal and will award points at the silver level. Uh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour plans to continue with live broadcast plans at this event for the MPO division as well as post-production coverage. Um, any concurrent FPO A-tier, no longer a Disc Golf Pro Tour event, will not have live coverage or Disc Golf Pro Tour media partner post-production coverage. So, American Flying Discs Open is staying the same, but now the FPO has been dropped to an A-tier. It's no longer a part of the Disc Golf Pro Tour and will not have coverage and will not award Disc Golf Pro Tour points. So that's points that are now taken away from FPO players who maybe are looking to make a push towards the end of the season by trying to sneak in as many of these events as they can. That's a big deal. Uh, Discmania Open, another silver event, uh, is doing the exact same thing. FPO division at this event will no longer be a Disc Golf Pro Tour event. MPO will proceed as normal. Any concurrent FPO A tier will not have live coverage or post-production coverage. So not only is this, this is a negative for everybody concerned because uh, the sponsors aren't getting noticed as much as they want to from the FPO players. Uh, the The coverage is not getting extra views for the, the companies that are running coverage. Jomez and Disc Golf Network aren't getting extra views. And uh, the players are hurt because they can't get the Disc Golf Pro Tour points that they want. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm not saying that this is the wrong move to make, but it just kind of sucks for everybody concerned because they're going to have to deal with okay how do i get how do i get those points uh and maybe maybe it'll talk about later on there's only one more event okay mvp open this is huge the mvp is a huge uh tournament every year disc golf pro tour has canceled the fpo division at the mvp open and will only offer mpo um says the exact thing is before going to reschedule uh an event. Oh, this one says an event that would take place sometime between the 2023 PDGA Pro World Championships and the U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championships. Disc Golf Pro Tour intends to provide standard live and post-production coverage. Okay. Um, and then there are no changes for the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. Okay. That's the end of the article. So to break this down, let's go through what we just read. This is absolutely crazy. Disc uh, Discraft Ledgestone Open Elite Plus event canceled for FPO going to be in a different state at a different course. Idlewild stays the same. Uh, Mid America open stays the same. Great Lakes open Deglo canceled for FPO going to be in a different state. Flying discs open silver series completely canceled. No rescheduled disc off pro tour points. It's now an a tier, no points, no coverage disc mania open, no points, no coverage. It's now just an a tier MVP open completely canceled for the FPO side, which is a playoff event. That's a big deal for the FPO, especially this late in the season. Um, they're working to reschedule FPO only disc golf pro tour player uh, playoff event that uh, would take place sometime between worlds and the U S women's disc golf championships. So this is absolutely mind boggling. I haven't really seen a lot of posts or news about this. Obviously the news just dropped like today. So it's, it's very new. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit, shocked at i'm a little bit speechless at this just because i'm this is so unprecedented in disc golf we've never seen just a straight up cancellation of events and again i'm gonna i'm not gonna speculate at all as to whether or not i think this is a good decision i haven't really processed uh what this all means yet but uh, i'm gonna let leave that for you to decide 
but uh, I thought it would be good at least to just read through this and kind of try to break it down in an understandable way. But oh my goodness, like this is this is so huge, especially for the the people who are touring, people who are touring together. Now we're gonna have to split up for some of these events. Uh, there, I mean, there's a lot of disc golf couples that are out there uh, and both playing MPO and FPO, so it's gonna be huge for them because they'll they'll have to find separate places to stay. It's extra expenses. Uh, I, I, most people aren't traveling in multiple vehicles, so they're gonna have to to figure all that out. That's gonna it's gonna be a pain for the FPO field, but Overall, I think at least the FPO field or the the FPO side of the field that is trying to protect their division from uh, transgender athletes is going to be probably happy with this decision. I would guess just because it does uh, achieve exactly what they're they're looking for, which is um, to pr- make it completely FPO, no transgender disc golf allowed in the FPO division, and. Their claim is that that's why the mixed pro open division is there, which I I tend to agree with. I think the M, the fact that MPO exists not as men's pro open but mixed pro open is a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing to look at as far as like what what we should look for in where uh, people who want to identify as a different gender should play or maybe maybe come up with another division. I don't I don't know what they've what they've discussed in the past, but this is completely unprecedented, and I hope I hope that. Uh, by next year, they will have some of this stuff figured out because so we, if you if you watch golf at all, which I do, I'm a big fan of golf. The LPGA and the PGA Tour are completely separate. I personally think it would be really cool to see both uh, both sides of the tour play together on the same courses. I think that would be so fun. And uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know if that will actually be something that we see in the future to see the tour split, have an FPO and an MPO completely separate tour. I don't know that that would be good for the FPO side of the tour or for the MPO side, as a lot of people are traveling together. Uh, it kind of kind of builds momentum when you bring both sides of, you know, it attracts more people. Some people just want to watch FPO. And I, I, I enjoy watching the FPO side of things. I know a lot of people do. I enjoy watching the MPO side. I tend to watch MPO more, but I, I, I enjoy watching just as much. It's They're just as talented at what they do with, as far as like who becomes the best. They're, they're great disc golfers and it's fun to watch. So I hope that in the future, uh, it will get back to where it is. But uh, this is really, really crazy. Like I, I really don't know like how to feel about this yet, but I thought it was something interesting to kind of bring to everybody's attention. Hopefully if you're listening, you, uh, you got a little bit of something out of it without having to go read the article yourself. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. This is crazy. Uh, but it is it is the next step. I feel like we've kind of been speculating for a while now. People have as to uh, what's going to happen with the FPO division and uh, some even rumors of the FPO division being dropped. And uh, maybe that's what pushed them to go ahead and make this decision. I don't know for sure. But uh, it definitely is a possibility. So we'll be looking to see in the next uh, next couple of weeks how this kind of shapes out because this is going to be, I'm sure Natalie Ryan's team is not happy with this, but uh, I, I don't know how the, the women of the Disc Golf Pro Tour on the FPO side are going to feel about this either. So uh, they 